0: Braxton was diagnosed with Chlorid Plexus Carcinoma, a brain tumor. St. Jude is helping us put away our fears. We have an amazing team that fights for the best outcome for Braxton. He has the best chance here. I don't have to worry that how much is that bag of fluid going to cost me?
1: Can I afford it to save my child's life? The donations, they're paying for me. To live every day with my son, and they're paying for me to live every day
2: stress free and enjoy every day with him.
3: I wish there was a word bigger
1: than thank you, more close to the heart, because thank you's not enough. They've given me hope,
0: they've given me my son. Welcome to Geocache. Wow. Uh, You want to play the other one too? Uh, uh, At the top of the hour there, uh, Derek.
2: Welcome to Geocache Talk Network's seventh annual Podcast of Hope. Once again, we are raising funds for St. Jude Children's Hospital. Our goal is to raise $12,000, and we can only
1: do that with your help to reach our goal. Please visit the website, podcastofhope.com, and
0: donate now. Let's join our hosts of the Geocache Talk Network's Podcast of Hope. Thank you so much, Derek. Again, uh, thank you for producing tonight. Uh, I do want to mention a couple things uh, for this hour for the giveaways. So once again, Arted Crafted is giving away a shirt an hour. So thank you, Arted Crafted, so much. Artedcrafted.com. Check them out. Uh, and if you don't win, go buy a shirt from, from, uh, from Sean and, and, uh, you know, give them, give them some love because they truly are, um, you know, helping out and basically giving shirts away. Uh, so that's wonderful. Thank you for that. Also, um, I don't think I have a slide for this one, uh, Derek, but I do want to mention we have a gift pack, um, from an anonymous giver. Um, but thank you for that person. Um, they they don't want any credit and they basically give away a gift pack how many years now that that they've done this so thank you to that person uh, I joked about how I got to meet them uh, I, I I know them but I got to meet them again because we don't get to see each other all the time but I got to see them at coin fest and everybody's like oh you're giving away who it is it's like I saw a lot of people at coinfest you're not gonna be able to figure out who it was and so uh, they're safely anonymous but Um, they, um, we got to, we got to, uh, link up and and talk and chat for a while. It was great, great, uh, getting back and, and, and seeing people. Uh, and that's, uh, kind of where we're going to, my first question for Brian, which is, um, getting back and seeing people. This was the year that we got to do that really. Um, some of us were able to do it a little bit, but, um, this was the year Brian we got to do the 20th anniversary albeit not on the 20th anniversary year but still. So um what was your what's your uh take on how the 20th anniversary celebration went this year?
1: I mean the it, it was awesome, you know, for yeah. for starters I'll say it was awesome, but it wasn't just the 20th anniversary celebration, it mm-hmm. was Geo Woodstock, it was mega events throughout europe and the united states Mm -hmm. um you know all of us who have been around for a while appreciate the fact that it's been it was a long period of time where we didn't get to see our friends and play with our friends and so to have you know to kind of come out of covid and you know not that we're completely done but to make enough progress where we could have megas and regular events and and gigas and things like that um, it was a real treat, you know, it was, it was so cool. I I remember I went to some events earlier on in the year. Um, I was at the event in Hellendorn, um, mm-hmm. the one that was at the, uh, at the amusement park. And I was at the Prague Giga. Um, and then of course, Geo Woodstock and, and our right. event, but to see geocachers who have known each other for a long time, not seen each other for a long time, like, Hugging, you know, there were some tears, yeah. there were a lot of smiles, um, you know, certainly some tears for some of the folks that we've lost over, over those, those couple of years. But yeah. it was, uh, I guess it, it just reminded us of I think, certainly me, but reminded us about um, just how important community is and, and just mm-hmm. how valuable it is to us. And, and, you know, we spend so much time in our individual caves Uh, over the last Mm -hmm. many years that it it was, it was really rough. And and to get back to it was the opposite of rough. It was, you know, like they say in the video, you know, thank you. Isn't a good enough word, but like wonderful. Isn't a good enough word. Community is not a strong enough word. So that's, that's kind of my impressions. And yes, I I do have a frog in my throat. I have to say like, (laughs) Heidi Heidi and I were (laughs) in Arizona over Thanksgiving uh, and we Mm -hmm. went and, and found some, uh, we found GC 57 and found some yep. other caches mm-hmm. and, and, did yep. the lab and really just had a, a, a fun time, just the two of us for a few days. Cool. And I got back and I, I did some swimming at the pool that we were in. And I think I had like a sinus infection, quite honestly. Mm. And so this whole past week I was home, I was working, but I was working from home. So I, this is my first right. time in the office in like almost two weeks. And so I feel so much better, but, might sound a little bit different i'm still just as happy on the inside and all that but yeah, it sounds like I got a, a signal in my throat in my throat no problem. So pretty yeah
0: that's so um oh Shandrum, we we have a program where when we come and play our escape oh neat that's oh, awesome That's great. Yeah. that's
2: really uh, that's great and and you know a lot of us got to experience those escape rooms in memphis this summer and mm-hmm. they're yeah. awesome yeah. yeah, very
0: well done. Yeah, Shandrum's got that one, Brian. He's he's in Memphis, but he's got the one where if you uh re- re- basically reserve a time with him or whatever, he'll come out and he'll help you. Uh, he has a cache that's. Wait, did you do that one? Did you do that one, Emily? Did you or no? Did you? I did.
3: I did it in yeah, Memphis, you. and it was it was featured in the blog recently. I, I say recently, but in recent history, it was it was featured on geocaching blog at one point.
0: Yeah. But uh he'll help he that's why I mentioned Chandra. He's uh but you basically he has the climbing thing where you you, you basically and some of the kids can do it really fast, but those <laughs> people that are older not so fast, but you basically climb up, you know, basically you're there's you climb way up in a tree to, to get the cash, so that's really cool. But but yeah, he uh, runs the-, the reason why
3: that I think was so powerful. We've talked about it before, but it, it ties right into what Brian was saying is When obviously we're you know we were in everybody was in town for an event so it's a little different too than normal right but you saw people I've never seen people cheering for each other so hard as they did at that cache and people that had never met each other and then they're they're facing their fear and going up in a tree and I will tell you it was high it was very high and it took a long now some of those little little people there were able to fly up it us two hundred plus pound people didn't go up as fast Um, (laughs) I took a little break about halfway up but you look down. And there's there was probably twenty people there, all geocachers. Obviously, there's the only thing around. Never, most of them had never met each other, and it was like they were best friends cheering. They stayed out there for an hour past when they went up there just to cheer everybody on. And and that's right. exactly what we missed for so long is getting to, to gather with people. And it just came back just like that. People were now,
2: yeah, fair it enough, really people were scared felt like to death
3: when this- they went up, and they were happy when they got down. <laughs> but uh, they just it's that community that comes back so quick and. No matter what happens in the world, this this community is always going to come right back.
2: Yeah, it felt like a really special summer. I got to joke around with folks. You know, uh, every month I was attending a mega, <laughs> and every yeah. month I was seeing new faces and familiar faces. And I was meeting people who, you know, in the past two years we did what we could, and we met a lot of people online. And then to meet the people in person um, mm-hmm. this summer, it, it there was just people were ready to gather. People mm-hmm. were grateful to gather, and it was oh. it was beautiful. Yeah, so yeah. much opportunity this year.
0: So, Brian, as we kind of look back, you know, as we usually when you have when we have you on uh, podcast to hope, which again, thank you so much for being a part. Yeah, thank you uh, over the years. And, uh, as we kind of this is kind of a good time. We always kind of look back and look forward, but I, I want to do a little bit of the looking back first. Looking back um, at the beginnings. Did you ever imagine or conceive of the idea that there would be this kind of camaraderie? This idea that you know we we hear stories we all we've all and we've all experienced it where you know we've we've met we've we've got to see people we've got to know them then we we look forward to the time a year from now we get to see them again or. Uh, we've talked about having a group of people that you go geocaching with. Um, did you ever think that that would be, or did you ever think that was going to happen when y'all first started the ground speak and everything else?
1: I mean, really, no. When we first started, it was. You know, it was the three of us and there was sort of a small community that we were aware of in the Seattle area with like Mountain Bike and, you know, the WSGA was was got started soon after that. Um, I don't think I don't think it occurred to me that there was that this wasn't just a a game about hiding boxes until I went Mm. to my first event. And then you got to see like, oh, there's other people, you know, just like us that are enjoying this game too, mm-hmm. right? And it was like, oh, okay, this is really cool. But even back then, I don't think anybody really had an idea of what we would see today. The fact that these, the friendships, you know, y- you can build a community um, in proximity to where you live. Like that happens all the time. But to right. take, to, to have the power of this game, create relationships that, that cross you know, oceans and, and yeah. all sorts of boundaries is something that, like, no way did we ever think that was going to happen. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's remarkable to think even now, like, when the game first got started, some of the early caches were placed in, you know, there's the early one in Amsterdam, and there's the, the, some of the first caches around the world were, like, right people who just heard about this game and said, oh, you know, I'm going to go place a cache in, in my area, you know, now I know. And you know, I, we just found GC fifty seven, as I said, and like right. standing yeah, there yeah. in the middle of this like desert area in Arizona with Heidi, I'm, I said to I'm "Like, of all the places that that the first box in Arizona could be placed, like, why here? You know, here, here <laughs> we hiked in. Like, I, I don't understand, but but here we are. It's it's beautiful. It's a really cool spot. It's been visited by by many thousands of people mm-hmm. as a result, but right." knowing that that was taking place around the same time in different places in the world. Like those were like the first threads of connection that we sort of leverage now that are, you know, it's a, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen, but we have the, um, at HQ, we have, a. Uh, a video that shows trackables from the very beginning and it's like the first 12 years of trackables or something like that and it's like Mm -hmm. you know it's this big map and the first trackable like goes somewhere and then the second trackable and you know by the end of it it's like stuff flying all over the place (laughs) and and in a way like if you if you think about that like the relationships that have been built through this game i think there's some similarities there and and of course you know the travel bugs given that they're traveling and it takes people to move them it stands to reason that that would be the case but like it's easy to recognize it in hindsight to look mm-hmm. back in the in the early days and say oh you know it would have it would have been like prophecy to say like oh one day yeah. you know there's going to be this this broad community <laughs> spanning the globe of of people who share a passion for the game and and a passion for the community that it creates like we didn't know. I didn't know. And and even now, like, you know, if I were to say to, to you folks, like, hey, what's this going to look like 10 years from now? What's it going to look like 20 years from now? You know, we, we get asked. I'm sure you get asked the question. Oh, yeah. You get asked the question, like, oh, you know, yeah. what do you think it's going to be? What, and and yeah. my short answer is, like, I hope it's a lot more of this because this is really special Mm -hmm. and for more people in the world. Like I know how fortunate we all are to be a part of it. You know, yourselves included, everybody who's paying attention to the, to the podcast, everybody who's participating and contributing. Like it's, it's very meaningful for us and, and on so many levels, like, in the inspiration to get outside in the community connections in the giving back in the, the ecosystem that's, that's built up around the game. Mm-hmm. And to think that like, all right, in the grand scheme of things, it's still, a, it's a relatively small community. Like you think about the, the kind of numbers that like Facebook is putting up and it's like, Oh, they've got 2 billion people who I can't fathom what that looks like no, now. Not. But what I do know is, there's so many more people who can enjoy this game in the same way that we do. And wouldn't that be cool? And if, if that's the destination for the next 10 years, then all right, you know, that's, that's kind of what we're working towards is like, let's share the joy of this with, with the next round of people. And, you know, maybe on the 17th year of the geocaching, you know, the podcast of hope, we're going to look back and we'll be like, do you remember what this was like in 2022, and <laughs> and we're all going to say, yeah, we we couldn't have imagined what this is going to look like today,
0: right? Kind of how kind of how Amazing. I feel now. Yeah, no, that's great, and that was one of my does. Yeah, you 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 read my mind as as you do sometimes as far as ask the questions, but that was yeah, that was definitely a question as far as where where and maybe we'll get into more specifics, but as far as like. Uh, well, we'll get to that in a minute about where we're headed. Let's, but as far as looking back, we're still um, looking back. Sorry, I'm, I'm jumping ahead. You're to, good, to buddy. No, you're I, fine. I, I, no. I can't
1: contain my enthusiasm. I mean, you I know guys, you're great. We've done this before.
0: You're no, you're great. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, as we as we look back over this past year, um, does it is there anything other? Than, I mean, the 20th anniversary was was you know that's that. Yeah. Yeah, We finally, yeah, it's huge. We finally got, you know, to do that and we've all been able to do some different things. But aside from that, aside from the the great events and that, you know, Jesse always talk about and Emily too, about just how wonderful events are and the fact that we have, you know, Mm -hmm. wherever the person, I know the first event was in austin texas but the idea that they're that you know the camaraderie was you know is incredible but looking back on the sort of the geocaching and from hq's perspective on this past year does anything stand out to you or is there anything um that that comes to mind when you think of 2022 in geocaching i
1: mean i think it it It's a bit of like phases so Mm -hmm. in the early part of the year i think a lot of our focus was really okay there's some events taking place can we get you know lackeys out into the geocaching world and start interacting again with with folks um and that was something that was really cool to get to do but there was a lot of focus here on like are we really going to be able to do the celebration event you know is it is it going to be possible you know, please don't don't make us have to postpone this one more time. And like working with um, Landsharks, Chris and Helen, and just trying to figure right. out like, all right, are we going to be able to really do this? And getting to the point where, okay, you know, at some point we have to make a call so that we can let people know what to expect so that people can solidify their plans or cancel their plans. Hopefully that's, you know, not the case. And so that was really the beginning of the year. And then there was this this part around like, April, May, June, and July were like events were taking place. Like we were going to the megas. I said, I got to travel. It was, it was a huge pleasure. A number of other lackeys got to travel. And then we kind of ramped up into this. August was really kind of crazy, you know, yeah. August and September, because we, you know, we had the going ape event here in, in early September. We have, right. um, we have a company event that maybe I've talked about before. I'll, I'm happy to talk about it again in, in just a moment, but yeah. we had, um, Geo Woodstock, we had our event, right. and so you know, the last couple of years over the summer, it's been a lot of family time. And so when I said, you know, when I said to Heidi, like, "Hey, there's yeah. quite a few weekends I'm just not going to be available," or you know, "Come with me to Geo Woodstock," or "Come with me to the celebration event," and she was able to make the celebration event, but not Geo Woodstock. It was like right. this shift to, okay, now now it's full on. Like we're we're doing geocaching, we're going to these events. It's all this interaction. Um, you know having all the community volunteers in town Mm. doing dinners with them and doing office tours I think we had I think we had 1700 people come through the visitor center in a period of 10 working days and it might have been less days because and you know it was highly scheduled and the community engagement team did so much work on the planning and the just getting the process in place. And and honestly, like it was a little bit stressful. Those of you who have planned events, you know, Mm. out in, out in the world, whether they're small or big, like a lot of thought and care goes into it. But Mm. here we were having, thousands of people in our in our neighborhood we were the hosts for a change as opposed Mm -hmm. to getting to show up and so there was this period where it was just so much work to try and make sure all the i's are dotted the t's are crossed everything's in place the the art's ready the the programs are ready who's saying what how it's all going to go you know so there was that stage then there was like Okay, it's happening. Like, can't go back and fix anything. Like, something will inevitably go wrong, but (laughs) we're, you know, it's going to be just fine because everybody's here and we're going to have a great time. And if you ask me now, like, hey, what was the big thing that went wrong during the the celebration event? I don't know. I, I can't tell you. Which, which is really, you know, that's, that's pretty great. remarkable. That's awesome, I'm yeah. I'm delighted to be able to say Nothing that. Nothing wrong it's, from
2: my experience, yeah. <laughs> right? It was
1: it was a lot of fun, and Geo Woodstock was awesome, and there was just so many aspects of the summer between, you know, there was this, it was like the juxtaposition of, of a lot of stress and a lot of celebration. But I think kind of the, the best way to do it is to have the stress first and then the celebration um, yeah, you know, because then you can kind of relax. It's like it's mm-hmm. like I don't have to worry about what's coming next. Uh, so there was there was a bit of that. And then towards the end of the summer, have I have I talked to you guys about our five year event? What we do for five year lackeys? I may th- uh, I, I yeah, have, but, but wow. I'm, 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 yeah. I'm you know, tell people. That. Yeah,
3: go ahead. Yeah, that's great.
1: So we have this program. Um, it's for lackeys who have been with the company five years or more. We call it the Founders Retreat. Um, I don't know okay, why we yeah. call it that. They, it, in the early days, it was called the first one was called the Mystery Machine, and we had um, we got our our office manager rented a van. There was a very small group of lackeys that were five year lackeys at that time. It was like ten or twelve years ago, something like that. Right, and they rented this nondescript van, and they had they had <laughs> produced these magnets, and we still have one in our in our in the signal cafe and yeah. it was like the the mystery machine the scooby-doo mystery machine right but right. it was like caricatures of me jeremy elias like in the front of the <laughs> van. like one of us is holding a map one of us is holding a gps like somebody's driving it's like this way nice. but but we didn't know what we were gonna do and they had set up this thing where it was like hey for everybody who's stuck around for five years we've all worked together for at least five years let's do something special so we went um we went Indoor rock climbing. We okay, went, cool. Oh, it was a, the theme was land, sea and air. And so we okay. went indoor rock climbing, we went indoor right. skydiving, which I had never done before. Oh, and then we yeah. rented a little electric boat out on Lake Union <laughs> and went out and had some beers and, and just relaxed. And and after that, as it got bigger, um, the logistics of making it a surprise didn't really work all that well because for, for a right. variety of reasons, but what it's become now is I wanna say out of I think we have like ninety-four or ninety-five lackeys right now. And right. we go to uh we rent a lodge up in um up in the Cascade Mountains and right. we've gone to the same lodge for the last few years and oh, we just nice. we go away for like it's like forty-eight hours full. You know, we get there on a Wednesday hmm. night. Yeah we, you know normally leave there on a Friday morning, but now we have this like tubing down the the Wenatchee River where we do on Friday oh, wow. afternoon the whole thing's mm. optional but there's there's no work that gets done but it's really just a gathering where everybody gets together and sort of you know it's like the I'd say the old guard but not really but this out of out of 94 I think this year there were like 43 people that were eligible to go oh, which is wow. pretty remarkable if you think about that like is. you know people for people to stick around at a company for that long of a period. of Yeah. Time. Um, I th- you know, it says a lot about internal community also, and you know, obviously mm-hmm. we're trying to create a great work environment, but I think so much of it is driven by the mission and what we get to do for jobs, you know, serving the global community, working on this platform, sort of getting to play the game that, that we help to, to support. Um, it's something that, that keeps a, a really good bunch of people around. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I was, I was just talking to the senior leadership team um, two days ago, and we were just recognizing that like the the youngest sort of tenured senior manager is our director of product, and mm-hmm. tomorrow will I'm looking at the date tomorrow will be her four-year anniversary <laughs> at HQ. Oh. Cool. Mm. The, lacky, the lacky. oldest tenured lack of of course we have. We I love have lacky it. Council, <laughs> Everything's lackey. Yeah. I love it. Lack of yes. <laughs> Signal cafe, you know, of course. Yeah. But we, absolutely. Um, the, the oldest tenured lackey who just so happens to be our director of engineering has been with us for over 18 years. Mm. Oh, that's awesome. Mm. I think when you get people who not only enjoy working together, but who have done it for a really long time, there's right. just so much trust built and like, It, it, when we get to go away and do that event for a couple of days, it's a, I don't want to say like no holes barred, but like, there's no agenda. Mm -hmm. There's no work. Um, There's like a swimming pool and there's a, a volleyball court and there's some horseback riding. We rent some paddle boards and stuff like that, but it's just an opportunity for everybody to be together. And so that was, I think it was the week right after the celebration event. So as right. I said like there was this the middle of the year was just this like stress 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 you know let's get this thing right and then it was party like everybody be together it was like a uh it was like doubling down on on external community and internal mm. community for a few weeks right. and it was it was just joyful like it was so That's much fun awesome. it was so wonderful um and then honestly the the from September to really till like two weeks ago, it's Mm -hmm. been so much planning. You know, we have, um, we, we work through our, our mission and vision and values and we look at those, you know, to see, is there stuff that should be updated? And so for example, our, our, our values are our passion, authenticity and effectiveness. But this year we added a fourth value, which is inclusivity, and not just internal ex- inclusivity, but right. but broader inclusivity. And, and I think it's something that we aspire to as a community is that this game is for everybody. You know, yeah. everybody is invited to play. So how do we really make the game as inclusive as possible so that not only can everybody play, but everybody feels welcome. Everybody feels, right. you know, like, like they're part of it. So, you know, that was one big change. We came up with a series of guiding principles. We've got our... Uh, objectives and key results for next year and it was just like hours and hours of meetings whether it was the senior leadership team individual teams the company at large but just trying to do what companies do which is like figure out here's where we are today what is it that we want to accomplish in in the coming year and you know developing it um putting it together in a form where it's easily understandable, communicating it, answering questions, developing alignment, like trying to do the things that like every company should aspire to do. And, sure. you know, the success will be determined over the course of the next year. You know, ask me next year, like, mm-hmm. how'd you do with your with your objectives? Yeah. And, and, and I'll tell you, you know, and, and sometimes it's harder than others. You know, I can tell you this year we spent a lot of time on – like legal, legal compliance things, you know, right. trying to, you know, in this day and age, we all hear as, as you know, netizens in a way, you, we have concerns about our privacy. We have concerns about our data. Um, obviously, there's a lot of programs coming out of the EU. You've got California, yeah. with the CCPA, you've mm-hmm. got Colorado, there's Washington State, there's there's this, just a variety of I think positive change that's taking place in the technology industry. Right. Um, and so for us, we're always aspiring to to do the right thing. We want to be the right kind of company. And so doing the kind of work to, you know, create um, privacy settings in the app, you know, what information can I share For mm-hmm. for so many years, for 20 something years, it was like, Hey, anything you put on your profile can be seen by anybody. Right. And over time we said, all right, we, we want to give people a little bit more control over what's shared. Well, it's not like you just add a button to the website and yeah. say, Hey, hello, you know, all right, done. You know, it's magic. We didn't have Chris there to, to make it magic. Uh, in, yeah. in, in reality, it was, a, it was a tremendous amount of planning and thinking through the permutations of how it should be done. And so mm. that was, that was a lot of work. The last couple of months have been right. the kind of work that makes it feel like work. Honestly, yeah. you know, when you go to, when you go to a mega event, like, yeah. say, oh, is, is that what you're doing for your job? It's like, yeah, it doesn't games. really feel like a job. It's fun yeah. games. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a real treat. Like, but at the same time, like, this is a business, you know, we're employing. Yeah. A lot of people, were, we, you know, our goal is to to keep getting to do what we do as a business for, for, you know, in perpetuity, ideally. And so that type of work has to be done. And that's why we right. have a finance team and a legal team and an operations team and and all of the elements that would be kind of included within a traditional business. So So right. this last period was really just a lot of that work. And it's important, you know, it's not like we're saying, mm-hmm. oh, we don't want to do it. It's like... We do want to do it, but it's 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 challenging. It's it makes for some hard discussions and some choices and decisions that you have to make, like all businesses have to make. But but sure. we're 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 not um, you know we don't get to avoid that stuff. And
2: yeah. then
1: now you know here we are, it's December. You know this this sort of stage of the year, we've got our holiday party next week, which we do every oh, year. Cool. Like you know That's I'm looking awesome. forward to seeing all the lackeys because these days we don't see all the lackeys. There's remote work there's hybrid work there's there's people who you know who i haven't seen in in many months if not more than a a couple years now and so trying to get people together for the holiday party will be fun Uh, my birthday is coming up where i i always take the day off to go snowboarding so i'm gonna do something like that and then we've got you know it's holiday time we just have thanksgiving and so this is one of those times where you see people are a little more celebration but also like taking vacations and it's a, you know, things slow down a little bit. Sure. Um, so that's, that's kind of what 2022 looked like in a very, wow. uh, in a very detailed way. No, that's very good. That's, that's no, we lot.
0: appreciate that. Um, what, what is the current status of HQ? I know over the 20th anniversary, you know, people had to get a reservation uh, are, what, what is the current status if somebody wants to come visit HQ tomorrow? what's the stat what what do they have to do i mean tomorrow what?
1: we're closed because it's an <laughs> example
0: uh, that <laughs> was an example Brian.
1: you I know, know that I know, I know. <laughs> if that was a softball i had an easy answer i, so, I know you so, had so, to. i did
0: i gave you tomorrow so do not go to hq <laughs> <right>. but <laughs>
1: please if you if you go to hq i'm pretty sure we still have the log book outside okay. of the office uh-huh. so oh, if, yeah. the, if the visitor center is closed you can still log it yeah. um
0: but Can you, can you the, visit the offices,
1: again? You can visit again, absolutely. Okay. Oh, there, okay. are certain, there are certain days, and we, we posted on the, uh, mm-hmm. on the HQ cache, the GCK25B cache. Right, um, right. Certain days you need a reservation, but for the most part, um, you can come to the door, and if somebody's up front, they'll let you in. And if, a, if the, nobody's up front and a random lackey walks by, you know, they'll find a way to let you in.
0: Right. Okay. Cool. cool.
1: Which is yeah. And it was, um, you know, we didn't yeah. we didn't have visitors coming to the office for a long time, and so yeah. my, no, you're right. My wife, That's true. My wife Heidi, and and one of my one of my kids came to the office like three weeks ago, and you know Heidi was like, I haven't been here in over two years, <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah. it, it hadn't even occurred to me because you know I see her every day, but but to have have her in the office, she's like, oh, I didn't know you guys added a new conference room. It's like, yeah, we right. did that project when nobody was around because dust and construction noise yeah and exactly mm-hmm.
0: yeah no that's incredible yeah um yeah so if we can let's let us let us switch gears to to the future i have some questions i know jesse and emily have some ideas too uh they want to mm-hmm. shoot shoot your direction uh i know you can't talk about everything because you know that would not be fun to spoil everything, because I. But I. Not would, that we won't ask you. Just. You know, you we please <laughs> ask. I, listen, I know I'm, I'm happy to tell you whatever I can tell you. I know. I appreciate that. You've been so great to us over the years, to uh, giving us uh, insights. Uh, you know when you can, and uh, not getting in trouble doing that. But uh, so. I, can't say um, I haven't gotten in trouble. Yeah. In
1: trouble. Some sometimes <laughs> I say a little bit more than I should, but you know, how much
0: trouble am I really going to get? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you can. We'll, see, we'll, um, we'll test
1: the water. Yeah, we'll yeah. test
0: it. So d- do you foresee a time? Cause we've talked about this before because we've said, well, let's add a cash type. Let's, you know, let, let's go crazy. Let's add difficulties and trains and let's do all this stuff. And one of the things that people always ask us about sort of to ask you and, we kind of know the answer to this a little bit but people forget that there's a lot of engineering that that, that possibly mm-hmm. could go on if you were to do something like that you know adding a cache type from a from the back end app side of things would be a lot of work but do you ever see a a, a time in the future when that may Occur. I mean, uh, and we'll talk about Adventure Labs in a minute because that was kind of adding it. It's kind of an adding of a cache type, but I mean, there's a lot of work. Uh, a lot of people forget there's a lot of work that would go into adding when, we add, when you guys added Adventure Labs. But do you ever foresee a time when we might add history caches or I don't know, some, some random cache type?
1: I, th- I think the short answer is it's absolutely a possibility for us to add a cache type. But mm-hmm. I'll say I don't expect that it's going to happen in the next 12 months, realistically. Right. Uh, primarily because when we think about all the work that we have planned, there's a lot right. of work that we have planned and it's not really on the list. Um, that's not to say that, you know, the community director won't come to me in, in a month and a half and say, hey, I've got this idea. This is what we want to do and, and we can absolutely talk about it. But the other side of it is, you're right. There's there's so much engineering that takes place, not only to build it, but like there's a lot of dependencies on kind of the static nature of what we've been doing. So, if you consider like all the API partners, you know yeah. the Project GCs, the Cache the uh, all right. the different apps that are out there, we have to we would have to build it. In first of all, we would have to plan it. We would have to figure out, you know. What, what's the logic and the rules around how it's going to work? There's got to right. be a really strong why. Like, why should we do this? What's the what's the nature of it? And then we have to go and say, all right, we have to build it in such a way that it's extendable through the API. We're going to have to talk to all the API partners. They're going to have mm-hmm. to do all the work. We're going to have to do not just the front-end engineering, but the back-end database engineering to make sure that it that it's properly supported depending on the nature of it. You know, does it get built for a, a SQL backend or do we do something like mm-hmm. where we've done a little bit with adventure lab and we go to uh, like cloud, a uh, cloud-based backend. Um, right. So there's just so many considerations and it's, and it's like, for example, your example of a history cache. it's an interesting right. idea. I mean, earth caching, I think we talked about it in the past, that was mm-hmm. the idea, right. idea from the GSA. Right. It's not like there's the, you know, the, the history buff organization that wants Smithsonian to go organize or like that. Them. Yeah. This, yeah. I mean, you know, thankfully, thankfully the Smithsonian has, they've been using some adventure labs they have. and they've got it. Oh, cool. they, and, and those are really, really cool. cool. Um, yeah. So, so to see them leveraging some of the stuff we're already doing is really is, is very positive right. to think about a history cache, for example, like just as a, as an initial logic question to ask, like, what do you do with all of the other caches out there that do a really good job of presenting history? You know, we've right. all been mm-hmm. to the caches where it's like, hey, you're standing here, like you should know that this is what happened in this area. And, and people use a lot, of, a lot of words to explain, like to give you a history lesson in the same way that you would get a geology lesson through an earth cache. Mm-hmm. And so, sure. you know, that's, that's one example. But like, what other examples? Like what other cache types would we like to do And, you know, offhand, it's like, oh, history would cool. Like STEM education would be cool. but There's a lot that goes into it because you got the engineering side, but then you also have like the how does it work side. What do the guidelines look like? Mm -hmm. How do the community volunteers review them? You know, the last thing we want to do is say like, Hey, you know, use your discretion on something that, that's not clearly defined because that yeah. just that just makes you yeah. know the, all the efforts that they that they put in so much more difficult. So mm-hmm. there's so many considerations to it. Um, Adventure Lab has been a good one, of course. Mm-hmm. Sure, you guys know. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel that way. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, but that that was something we love it. It yeah. was me. I mean, me too. Of course, Heidi and I did one of those in in Scottsdale last week and it was like uh it was like an art tour in Scottsdale and so it was one of the things that helped us get around and, and it was just a fun way to explore the the town that we were in. Cool. Um but as of I think it's as of last week there's like fifty seven thousand of them. Wow. And that's, that's awesome. when, I think last year when we talked we were approaching twenty five thousand. Oh and yeah. You know, I can tell you there's there's a doubled. lot of work that's going into that platform. I mean, doubled and and yeah, there's so much work that's going into the platform now. I know they just added the uh, photos that you, you can upload photos with reviews. I want to say mm. it's been out for two weeks, and I was just talking to the the engineering team manager for Adventure Lab. See, this is one mm. of those things that might get me in trouble, but I, I don't really think so. So I'm going to say it anyway. But <laughs> the uh, I think in two weeks we got like twelve thousand photos uploaded. Ooh, nice with adventure lab logs. Yeah, by, which okay, that that's a start. And then the, the question is, all right, well now they're in there, what do we do with them? You yeah. know, how do we is there a way to feature them? Is there a way to showcase them? Is there mm-hmm. is there some social sharing element? And you know, we we have to consider that in light of all of the other things that you want to do with the platform. So it's uh I think as I, I've mentioned in the past, there's a full team of I think it's seven or eight people who work full-time mm-hmm. on Adventure Lab, full-time cool. just trying to make wow. it better. And that means, you know, every now and then we have to update the whole app to the next version of React Native, or, right. you know, we have to go do some bug fixes or we have to do some backend work or we're doing actual feature work like the photos. And, you mm-hmm. know, the end goal is, next year when I talk to you, hopefully the platform is significantly better than it is today. Right. And if we do that, you know, that's, that's a little bit of success and it's success, not just for us, but it's success for all the people that get to play with it.
0: Mm. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Jesse and Emily, get your questions ready. I've got a, a couple from the chat room. I wanted to, I want to bring mm. up cause we appreciate people uh, asking questions in the chat room, and I haven't ignored you. I, I appreciate everybody's. Uh, There's always a lot of questions. <laughs> always a lot of questions. So I, I want to a, I so I get to a couple. one of them. Yeah, I appreciate you, buddy. Uh, we'll do We'll get a couple. Before we do, let's get a quick update on our uh, giving for uh, where we're at. Uh, oh my gosh, we're at fifteen sixty eight sixty nine. Very cool. Nice. Isn't that nice. more than we raised the whole first year? Oh yeah. We raised a thousand the first year. Yeah. We, we, our goal for the first year was a thousand and we hit it. Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. So a couple of questions, um, again, thank Thanks to everybody in the chat room that they're asking. Um, somebody wanted to know earlier and I'm, I think I know the answer, but I, I want to defer to you, Brian, cause that's why we have you here. And <laughs> somebody asked about, is there anybody that works at HQ? And I guess we'll extend that out to anybody that works for Groundspeak uh that isn't a geocacher. Um, um to to some extent, it's a, if a really. If a Muggle, I mean, if any muggles work there, so work
1: there. Sure, sure. I mean, I'll say that mm. that folks have started at geocaching as muggles, um, okay. but I don't think there's there's really no muggles anymore. Um, right. You know, if we go back 10 years, I would say that a lot of people in the company were not active players. And we made a concerted effort to kind of incentivize people playing the game and incentivize, mm-hmm. incentivize like people learning the game and experiencing it. Because, of course, it... it helps everybody do better at their job. The, the more you can understand the nature of the game, the nature of the community, you know, who we are, who we think we are, who we're trying to be the, the better chance we have of getting it right on all fronts where, you know, whether it's HR or finance or creative right. or legal or you name it. So right. we have a program internally called the geo guide program where okay. When you start, there's a, it's like a two-week onboarding where you learn all aspects of the game. Obviously, at a superficial level because sure. most of us you know, are still learning aspects of the mm-hmm. game every single day. But for brand-new people who haven't played before, um, we re- it's, it's like an indoctrination. We, we try and explain to them, like, here's what it is. Here's all the different cast types. Different lackeys who are, you know, like Mm -hmm. I don't want to say specialists, but different lackeys, the 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 you know, John Stanley and Jeff and and Kathy, Mm pre-retirement Kathy, would like take people out and show people how Earth Caches work and where I goes and traditionals and multis and puzzles and all that. Um, it's you learn about the aspects of the game. And then through participating in the game, you kind of earn points in the system that we have. And you get to different levels. And so I want to say, like, at certain levels, like, you get your first set of trackables. You get your first, like, lackey tags. At a certain level, you'll get your first custom tags. At a certain level, you get your first coin at... um, So you can... And at, at you have to be at a certain level in order to be eligible for what we call GeoGuide Travel, which is where you get to go to domestic geocaching events and represent the company. Uh, right. Once you've done that and you get to the next level, then you can go to international events. And so it's really about as you become more familiar with the game, there's more kind of rewards, but they're geocaching rewards because, you know, getting to travel to a mega event sure it's cool it's travel but we want to make sure that you're not showing up and people are like oh tell me about your geocaching you and your your answer right oh you know i I don't really play like that doesn't (laughs) feel very often so so to begin you know i'll I'll say during the hiring process right we we look for people who have you know the right skill set and experience but right if it's a choice between two people who have similar experience and one of them has, you know, a detailed understanding of the game or has been playing for years. And we've got, we've got a couple of folks who, who wanted to be lackeys since they were 13 years old. This is no joke. There's some unbelievable stories here that I've I've just recently heard in the last couple of years, people who have said, this is the job I want to have when I'm an adult at 13 And, right. and they they took a series of steps. Like one, one person, you know, learned to speak German and went and did like a, a school oh, program wow. in Germany because they knew that we, we were looking for people who spoke German because it's oh a big part gosh. of the community. But on the other end of the spectrum, you have people who, you know... Maybe it's a different kind of job, a different kind of role. Mm-hmm. And you're coming in and they're like, hey, you know, I have an engineering background. I can do this. And you know, not, that, not that I haven't geocached before, but I'm willing to learn. Like, I, right. I'm fascinated by this. I see what this company is doing. I see the impact that you're having. And show me what I need to do. Like Teach me this game. And, and it will help me to be you know, a, a more effective employee at Groundspeak. You know, those things happen um, as well. Wow, that's
0: mm. awesome. Yeah. No, it's great. Um, redneck. So
1: that's funny. Just, <laughs> yeah, that's you know. Know. Neil's yeah. comment.
0: Uh, Neil, oh yeah, Neil's Neil's funny. Yeah, uh yeah, they somebody mentioned it wasn't Bob Billy, but they wanted to bring up the fact that Bob Billy um <laughs> I, I learned rednecks I could work with redneck geocachers. <laughs> I think uh yeah, Bob, I think Bob, Bob Billy, Billy is...
1: destroyed me in rock's Pit Rock, rock Paper. Yes, series. he were bragging yeah. about that earlier. Uh,
0: yeah. yeah. yeah, that uh, came up in know. the chat room. It yeah, w-
1: what wasn't it wasn't my best performance, but it, it, those things happen.
3: You can always uh, you can always challenge him again. You yeah. get your yeah.
0: rematch. I don't know. Maybe next get, time I see, him, your, we'll, we'll try it. Get again. your rematch. Yeah, maybe he, he, he doesn't have time for you, Bob Billy anymore. That's just you know no. <laughs> uh, so Emily or Jesse, did uh, I've got some other things, but I want to. Cover I'll uh, I'll jump in first. You, go for Brian kind of
3: already alluded to it in his last answer, but um, shameless plug for me. I you know I've been geocaching for a long time, and with my kids. So my daughter's, which in two weeks I'm flying out. She's grown up in geocaching. She's about to graduate college, go off to law school. She's literally grown up the whole time in geocaching. Law school. In it. Oh yeah. Wow. So. Yeah, where's for her, where's she going, going to law work. school? Uh, Knox. Well. I'm not going to say yet, but I, I kind of said it. She's going to Tennessee. Anyway, oh, no. um, <laughs> you're going to get me in trouble now. Um, if she has yeah, any questions. She hasn't decided, she had decided but she's applied to several places, and she's, she's looking to go places, but she's, uh, she's kind of on her way there now. So she graduates in two weeks from regular college. But what it got me thinking about is kind of like the 13-year-old that you were talking about. Like they have, She's literally grown up. She doesn't remember not geocaching, right? And she's an adult now. And we're kind of in that generational phase. Like we've been doing, we've had geocaching out. Well, geocaching has been out longer than I've been in it, but geocaching has been out for a long time. And now we're around that 22 year mark or whatever. And it's kind of, people could have been born into geocaching, like after geocaching and they're at the age where they're going to have their kids now. What does that kind of make? And I know you guys have thought about all this stuff, but what does that guys, that's a different level, right? It's a generational hobby now, not just something oh, the crazy dad showed his little kid, it's we grew up with this, and now my kids are going to grow up with this. How does that in the future – I mean, is that – obviously it's dawn on you guys, but that was just kind of a sobering thought to me. Like it's not just something we do on hobbies. It's something we've always done, and now y'all are kind of cresting that hill now. What is that – how do you feel about that in the future?
1: I mean, the the, the short answer and maybe the funny answer is like – it makes me feel old, like when I <laughs> when I see people and they're like, "Oh, I used to geocache when I was a kid." I'm like, "Yeah, like, oh right. my god!" You know, <laughs> like, that's that's, that's right. really awesome. Like, I mean, but but it, the the longer answer is, it's really cool. Like, because mm-hmm. if you think about what we've been doing for 22 years, it's like we're trying collectively, all of us. We're trying to create this impact. We're trying to make people's lives more fun. We're trying to make them more positive. And I've I've said it before, like, where do I want to see Geocaching going in the future? Like, we work really hard to make sure that this game is not just around for, you know, us and our kids, but, like, for our kids' kids and maybe our kids' grandchildren Mm -hmm. and and so on. And so to see that that's actually, like, it's a bit of reality more so than it's ever been. And and it's continuing to move in that direction. It's kind of a, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a a validation that like, all right, we set out to do this. We didn't exactly set out to do it, but along the way we decided like, Hey, this is the path that we want to continue walking. And here we are, we're still doing it. You know, we're still having that impact. And so to see people who geocached as kids growing up and taking their kids out, like, I don't know what, what, what better reward is that to see that yeah. like it it had such a profound effect on them so much so that they realize the value and they want to share it with their children okay you know we're at the one generation level like i don't know mm-hmm. that anybody's like grandchildren or like <laughs> you know babies right. are sharing it with their grandkids yet yeah, but but if we if we all do our job right you know mm-hmm. if we if we mm-hmm. keep pushing forward with this in the right way keep the values the way they they should be and you know, build on the community that we have, well, at some point, you know, whether it's the 17th or the 27th podcast of hope, we're going to be talking about like yeah people who are now taking their grandchildren that they started as maybe not as kids, but you know, it's, it's going to mm-hmm. take a little while, but sure. Mm-hmm. hopefully it keeps happening. Like it's, it's really, it's pretty wonderful. Awesome. You know, there was a question earlier, like, does my family do it? Yeah. And you know, it's interesting because, I met Heidi and Dylan, my my adopted son, over here. Yeah. Um, over twenty years ago now. Heidi and Dylan were early adopters. You know, they were geocaching in two thousand and one, right. and you know, I would say, you know, Dylan works with the shop boys in the in Groundspeak West our our merchandise program. Oh, cool! And he he goes out caching. He's he's been a lackey now for for over seven years. Yeah. Um, wow. But he goes out with the team and, and they'll go geocaching together. But for the most part, like if, if I'm not involved, like Nicholas, my younger son, who's now 16, he's not really going to geocaching. He's, he's in, he's a junior in high school. He's sort of focused on girls and driving <laughs> and, and sports and things like and video up. games. Um, <laughs> Dylan is pretty similar. and, and, but at the same time, if I say, hey, guys, I'm going geocaching. Does anybody want to come with me? Heidi's always willing to go with me. Like, sure. you know, when we're in, in Arizona, um, and the kids will go with me too. And if we are, you know, if we're somewhere new or we're somewhere we've got time to kill, I'm always looking. I'm like, oh, I wonder if there's yeah. geocache around here. And if there is, I'm like, hey, guys, there's geocache. And then everybody's all in to go find it.
0: Right. That's good. Yeah. Oh. Awesome. Um well, Emily do you have something Yeah yeah
2: I was looking ahead to the people who so I've been geocaching for 17 years. I kind of have a little bit of that old school and I've come along with the, the all the changes and the apps and that was wonderful and it is wonderful and I love adventure labs and where everything is going. And we've got people joining us now who know nothing but caching and they know nothing about almost nothing about community. They don't know there's a website out there. I see questions on social media and the answer is go to the website, you know? So I think it's interesting how we can try to, I don't have the answer, how we can pull these people into our community as well, help them know um, it's more than a box hidden somewhere, or it's more than just a digital, you know, quick answer a question five times And you've done a scavenger hunt you know so i think it's interesting everything we're talking about but we have to figure out how to how to keep pulling everyone else in
1: and it's such a good point that you raise and i can tell you that for so many years with the with the mobile applications like you know, Apple wouldn't let us send people to Mm geocaching.com. It wouldn't let us, in our app, you weren't able to mention a website because on the website you could potentially buy a premium membership and they want their, you know, 30% cut or whatever it is in the app store. So you weren't even allowed to say anything. And so for so long, people who just got introduced to the app, that's all they knew. Not only did they not know that there was a website. They didn't even know that there was a company behind the
3: thing. Right. And
1: so you need right. you, you so so one of the things that we're that we are trying to do is not just you know, the website has a lot of robust features that that aren't present in the mobile app. Um, the right. plan is not to try and add everything from the website to the mobile right. app, but the plan is to try and present those opportunities for people in a different way so that so that they learn about them. So we have tried to some initiatives. There's there's one in the works right now to see if we can just get people from the mobile app to realize that there's a website because it's a deep rabbit hole. Like there's a lot yeah. of fun stuff in there, but absolutely. over the past many years, we couldn't even do that. So there, you're absolutely right. Anyway, there's a there's an absence of that connection between sort of what geocaching in the early days was and and what it is what it, what it is to some people now which is there's just this like mobile game with dots on the map and I, and i think that when we look at the mobile app experience for a brand new user you know we have a lot of people that download that app they hear about right. it one way or the other they go mm-hmm. and they download the app and you know we we all have smartphones these days like I know I, I download apps every so often. And for me, right. I, don't, I download an app, you know, what does it have? Like 30 seconds to a minute to show me that there's some right. value there. <laughs> or I'm just going to delete it. And exactly. I, right,
2: know, right. I,
1: I can tell you with quantitative data, that's consistent among a lot of people. And right. so if you think about it, like what an interesting challenge for us to try and solve is we only get a, a brief moment with brand, with, with, millions of people who download the app every year literally millions right. we only right. get a brief moment to to t- try and tell them what the game is there's a lot of different ways to try you know to tell somebody the game like if you're standing with them and i've got 5 minutes like i can really help you understand what it is but if i've got 30 seconds for you to like yeah. page through an app and, you know, people skip instruction screens. Like I know, I, yeah. I, know, <laughs> right. I know, I know a lot of customers. So it's like, Oh, you know, skip, skip, skip. Like, I don't care. I'll figure it out myself. Well all of a sudden you get put on a map and there's these dots and, and unlike most casual games out there, we know you can't play it from your couch. So mm-hmm. people will download the app. They see the dots. They're like, oh, you know, is this like Pokemon Go? Like, I wonder what I have to do here. Yeah. You know, can I throw some Pokeballs from my couch? And the answer is no. The answer is like, oh, we need you to leave your house and go walk half a mile and try and find a box. And there's a lot of people who are like, ah, not doing that. <laughs> yeah, you know, not gone. doing it. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. So <laughs> it, what it used to be in the early days of the website, and, and many of you will rem- remember this, when you used to go to the website – On the top of the web page was two banner images, and they were taken from the gallery images of gallery photos that geocachers had uploaded. And certain people, myself included, had the, the ability, like a tool, to go through, like, just cycle through photo after photo after photo and say, oh, this is a cool photo. This is a cool photo. And we could use framing tools and then, like, basically put it in rotation so that it would rotate through the images on the website. And when you went right. to that first page of the website, what you would see is like, oh, you know, two kids holding up a cache with excitement or a family, or you'd see a bunch of people holding a Geo Woodstock banner. And like, right. I think when you got to see that, you would see like, oh, look at these people having fun. Like this, this is interesting. I guess I should take some time to learn more. Right. Now, it's not the same paradigm on mobile. How do we how do we as a company share the why of geocaching Mm, in in 30 seconds on a mobile app? Do we show them the map? Do we not show them the map? Do we show them instruction screens? Do we not show them instruction screens? It's, those are some really hard decisions and we do a lot of AB testing and there will be more AB testing. But again, if our goal is to bring the joy of geocaching to more people around the world, then it's imperative that we, optimize the way that we introduce people to the game in the mobile app. And, you know, the website did it a different way. There's a much different screen. You could see events. You could see people. You could see banners. You've got really small real estate on the mobile app. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that you will see in – in the future is, and and you may or may not see it because we'll do A-B tests where half the audience or 10% of the audience sees a certain thing. We're trying to measure, like, does this lead to more people taking the next step or not? And in the case where they do, well, we'll probably try and do more of that. And in the case where it's not as effective, then we'll probably optimize in a different direction. But right. yeah, and, and you're right. It's, it's an interesting distinction. You know, modern day geocachers, brand new they've never had the trouble of trying to like enter coordinates into an old garmin where it's like <laughs> each digit was
0: like up up
2: up, yeah. up down you know Next to the side oh, down, that down, takes down, me down. back <laughs> all yeah.
0: of us i i know i know anyway yeah um hey hey melanie i think you're on mute but th- thank you for, uh, for joining so yeah so um, Hello there.
1: so Bri- look good. You. So I can remember the old garments and like trying to like enter things in. And, oh, wow.
0: <laughs> so, Brian, Melanie, yeah, you had Melanie, to know Brian. what coordinates were.
1: <laughs> exactly. I yeah, nice to meet
0: you. yeah. So, uh, as we wrap up uh, the hour again, Brian, I, I, I'm gonna pull the curtain back a little bit in that w- you asked Brian now it's kind of becoming a yearly thing. We try to ask Brian to be on and Brian has somewhere he has to be, but kind of like Chris, uh, Brian was like, I still want to be on let's figure out a time because Mm -hmm. typically I like to get Brian uh, the last hour because he's in Seattle time. So, you know, for him it's a little easier and it's kind of fun to wrap up. But Brian's like, I can't do the last hour can we do something else? And so this worked out early. That's why Brian was on early, but Brian, thank you so much. I know you were committed to being on, to, to being, um, you know, to, to giving to St. Jude, to being a supporter of St. Jude has been um, tremendous. Yeah. And um, again, uh, just being a, just being a, a, you know, a, 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 a fan of us means so much to us that, you know, that you're willing to, you know, and you have been uh, such a supporter of geocache talk and now the geocache talk network uh, over the years is, is meant, it really means a lot to us. It means a lot to the whole, now the whole network, but for me and Jesse, when we first started that you were uh, you were there for us and uh, you know, it has, you know, been uh, important to us and you know we have hopefully been able to to kind of carry the water a little bit for for geocaching as well and be there as a uh an extra supporter uh of of this great sport of ours
1: well listen thank you so much and you know how much i appreciate you guys and all the work that you do to to share the joy of geocaching with everybody and and really on a personal level with this podcast of hope You've introduced me and and my family to St. Jude's in a way that I I was unaware before, and so, like like last year and the year before, mm-hmm. our plan is to continue supporting it. We we believe in it and and the work that they're doing. It's it's wonderful on so many levels. Uh, words don't do it justice, and so I will continue to prioritize this. Please invite me back, okay. and I would love Absolutely. to do it again next year. And
0: you're 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 invited. And, and
1: <laughs> Sounds great. Well, I, I, I will make it happen. So we may have to adjust the time frame a little, but yeah, so sometimes. You know. Yeah, I really no problem. Appreciate it. And and to everybody out there that has been paying attention and answering questions, I'm I'm trying to follow along with the chat. And and thank you all just for for listening. And and feel free to reach out to me, and I'll I'll look forward to seeing y'all at an event or on the trail or something like that. In, in the yeah,
2: and lots of happy oh. birthdays to you in the chat. Happy birthday, Brian.
1: Thanks so much. Coming up, coming up, one one more year. <laughs> and thank you for your support of St. Jude. We're so grateful. Thank you. That, you know everything new you and everyone has done here.
0: Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure, really. Yep. Well, thanks, Brian. We'll talk to you down. We'll talk to you soon. And thank you again. Sounds good. Looking forward to it. Cheers. Appreciate you. Absolutely.